What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. All right. Okay. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Three Essential Questions. This is our weekly program. I'm the host, Pam Myers, and my co-host is Erica Yoakum. Um, and we do this every Thursday morning at 9.30, and then we share the recorded video onto all of our social media platforms. So um, our guest today, who we're very excited to have, is Candace Beek. The, um, Candace runs Albuquerque Business First, and which Albuquerque couldn't get away without. It's an essential publication. So thank you so much, Candace, for joining thank us. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. And thank you for not having this any earlier than 930. I, I don't understand why people are still doing 730 meetings right now. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't get that either. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 730 AM does not exist in my calendar. Not, no. Nope. No. <laughs> so um, our first question for the day um, is what have you learned about yourself, maybe yourself and your business during this whole COVID-19 situation? Um, I think I've learned quite a bit, honestly. Um, I, I'm really a time management oriented person. So literally everything that happens has to be on my calendar or it doesn't exist from <laughs> work-related things, to social things, to kids' calendars. Um, that's been really difficult for me during COVID to manage time the same way I did before because mm. I'm chatting with my daughter and it's a great conversation and I look down and realize, oh my God, I'm late for something. And it used to be I would leave the house and at a certain time and manage my time and come back and then there, it was free time. And now it's all mixed. Mm. So um, I've learned that I do need some separation to be able to effectively silo these different responsibilities. I've also learned that I kind of love the time now that is unstructured. Mm. And it used to feel awkward to me to have unstructured time like that. Now I love it. If I have nothing after five I make the long commute downstairs and uh, I love it. I, I go outside and um, work in the garden. I hang out with the kids mm -hmm. and I enjoy it more than I used to because I would bring so much with me on the commute home from the office and I'd keep my phone handy and I'd still be working. And for some reason now um, I've let that go and I just really embrace the time that I have with the family. Um, professionally, what I've learned is I always thought we were continuously innovating and improving, but there's been some things that Albuquerque Business First has rolled out or is about to roll out that are just awesome products, whether or not there's a quarantine. Um, some video products, especially, that will sustain beyond this and be good marketing solutions for companies at any time. So we, 
definitely innovated faster once this happened. And it reminds me that we need to constantly be thinking that way, not, mm -hmm. not just during a pandemic. Right. <laughs> it's funny because that's, that's what I've been saying um, week after week is as, as, as detrimental as this has been and how stressful it has been. It's also been a boon to the incredible innovations people are coming up with that, you know, I think as, as Americans, I think we, we, um, we get really comfortable and mm -hmm. we stop kind of the innovation is like, well, you know, I'm fat and happy right now. I don't need to really, you know, <laughs> in my business, in the world, you know, everything. And then it, it, what I've seen coming out of this so much is that people are, when they hit a brick wall, they go, Hmm. Okay. Brick wall isn't an acceptable destination. So let's figure out a way around through over under however. And it's been very fascinating to see these, these things come out. It's, it's been, it, I, I wish it didn't take a pandemic to get, to shake us out of that, that normal routine, but it's nice to see that the innovation has skyrocketed yeah. think, in the last couple months. I love your analogy of a brick wall. Um, I'm very worried about the number of companies that I can see are stopping and hanging out by that brick wall, waiting for someone to take it down. Mm -hmm. That's what really worries me is mm -hmm. it is never coming fully down. No. You have to adapt to a different way. I don't know that everyone needs to create a radically different business model. Right. It depends on what your mission is. It depends on how viable it still is, but you cannot sit there and wait. I'm worried about restaurants in particular that are just sitting there waiting for the governor to allow them to reopen because life is never going to go back. Well, at least it's not going to go back in the next couple of years, I would bet. Right. to what it was before for restaurant goers. Mm -hmm. There's going to be limited capacity. There's going to be more concerns. There might be um, spikes in our COVID illnesses that cause them to close again. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't have some alternatives for people who are not able to come and dine in your restaurant, and I mean real alternatives, not bad takeout that isn't really suited to the ride home and all of that, I think that's going to be what kills some of these restaurants, even if they're able to reopen. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The ability for um, business owners, um, the, the lack of ability to conform and adapt to changes in our environment, no matter what they are, we, will, we have had these throughout history and we will continue. And a successful business we'll always have to look at your model and say, okay, how do I conform to this? Because mm -hmm. you're right, I, I agree completely. It's not going to go back. And you have to be, I think as a business owner, you also have to be a bit of a, a fortune teller, you know, right. to see kind of, see, and, and I'm, I'm liking this to um, Applebee's, right? They started curbside service years ago. And when they first started it, a lot, a lot of people took advantage of it. And then it kind of caught on and people were like, you mean, I could order all my food on my commute home, stop in. I get my own special parking space. You walk the food out to me and I go home with a full Applebee's meal type of thing. And I think the one, I think the restaurants who kind of embraced that that's where business was headed are, are going to do better. So I, um, burrito, burritos all instante is one of my clients and, um, they thankfully already had drive-through going because they're making talk about early 
then people are making burritos at 6 a.m. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> but they have such a loyal clientele that they expect those burritos at 6 a.m. every single day. <laughs> and because it was built for them, it's been, this has, of course, it's been a trauma and they've lost a lot of staff and that type of stuff. But it's, it hasn't, they haven't had to close a store yet. You know, knock on wood, they're still going. And then there are others who, who realize, okay, well, this is, Grubhub is a real thing. Uber Eats is a real thing. We got to jump on the bandwagon and figure out how to make this happen because we as a public are starting to demand that, hey, you know, we, I'd really like to have your food, but I don't really want to drive. I'm right. in Los Lunas. For me, it's a half an hour, 40 minute drive to go get fast food, fast food, right? Because I got to get out of my neighborhood and go all the way to the other end of town and pick it up and then drive all the way back. So I think, yeah, that adaptation, and you got to be able to look forward and say, oh, well, this is where the market is going. Mm -hmm. I, I, maybe I need, we need to figure out how to go yeah. with that path. I'm from Michigan, so I'll use a hockey reference, but, you know, skate where the puck is going, not where it is right now. <laughs> That's the, um, so my husband is a Love chef that. at Salt and Board Restaurant, and Salt and Board does primarily charcuterie and um, some sandwiches, and they'd always had takeout and DoorDash and Grubhub, but it wasn't a huge part of their business. And now he's thinking like that. He's thinking, okay, yes, we'll start dine-in, hopefully June 1st, but that's not, that's not it. That's one part. And then they've installed a takeout window. So they're awesome. figuring out how to do a hybrid. And I think for some reason, I think picnics or executive lunches to go that make it as easy as you can on me. If I want to take lunch to a business lunch to someone's home, make it easy for me. Don't, don't put it in packaging that's falling apart and it's mm -hmm. ugly and I open it and it's all smushed together. Mm -hmm. Invest in the presentation of takeout. I yeah. want that same experience. I'm paying the same amount of money. I want it to look great. It's not going to be the same experience as someone else serving you and cleaning your dishes and all that, but I think we can do better than what we're doing right now, which seems to be a band-aid of cook the way we used to cook, put it in a cardboard box, send it out the door. Yeah. I, lo I love that. I'm totally stealing that. Um, the, the skate where the puck is not working. <laughs> I think it was Wayne Gretzky who originally said That's brilliant. it. That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So on to question two, um, how have you responded to the situation or how has Albuquerque Business First responded to this? Yeah, we, um, so the, the first thing, we have three different revenue. Um, we have our circulation, we have our advertising, and we have our event revenue. And they're about thirds. Um, events immediately took a hit, obviously, mm -hmm. when we can't do large gatherings, that's what we do. Um, so we've pushed, the first thing we did was just push them back. Let's see later in the year how we're doing. Frankly, no one really knows. There's scenarios where um, we might be able to do a few of them that way. There's scenarios where we don't do large gatherings again until there's a vaccine. So we're, we have option A through D for almost every event. And um, whether it's gatherings under 100 are allowed, here's that scenario, or absolutely no gatherings, here's that scenario. But we did invest in uh, Vimeo so we can do virtual events. 
but I'm trying really hard to do what I said and not just cook the food the way I used to and shove it into a cardboard box that's available to me. I'm really trying to think about what is it we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So for diverse business leader awards, which we do in November, um, we will still do the publication. We'll still have judges. We'll still do nominations, all of that. We'll still have award winners, even if there's not an in-person event. But this is an opportunity where we could do the whole event online, or we could offer our sponsors an opportunity to meet with the honorees in a small gathering um, and get to know them really one-on-one and talk to them. We could do a virtual roundtable where no one meets and we all log on and talk about issues that diverse business leaders face or issues that companies face Mm -hmm. in diversifying their leadership. Um, So there's a lot of options when really you look at the mission of why we do that. Why do we elevate diverse business leaders? Well, it's an effort to make sure that our boards and our C-suites reflect our community more accurately and that we make it easier for all of us to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. And we can still do that without having a big party. May not be as fun as the big party, but... (laughs) I don't know. I've been to some some seriously fun virtual uh, happy hours as people, I mean, if you're sitting in your own home, you can yeah. get really happy. Yeah, it's an open bar. I think that's the <laughs> right. Thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> nobody's driving anywhere. You don't have to worry about the bathrooms the right there. It's like, this is heaven for me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, I, I love the idea of doing a group meeting. I think, you know, to get getting all the diverse leaders um, together, EQ&M actually does that within the LGBT community. And uh, they were doing it once a quarter. It's now stepped up to every two months. And they do a Zoom meeting. Um, And now, before it was in person at their offices downtown, but um, it's been really so helpful and really better doing it zoom because we get more people participating and we're learning what everybody is doing on their in their area right and it's been really super informative in ways that i think none of us expected i I love that because so we have a great party for diverse business leaders and we have a great keynote speaker and you definitely come away learning something and hopefully um having ideas that you didn't have before. But if you are truly just focusing like a one hour on let's share best practices, um, that's powerful. Like people who are trying to do blind applications where they, they don't know anything about the person except their ability to do this job. Mm-hmm. I've heard, and I was one of them who was like, how does that work though? Wouldn't that be really difficult? And how would you, how would you receive those and make sure that the person who removes the information does not in any way bias the decision makers. And then at, at our diverse business leaders event, um, Rebecca Avidia, who was with the Hispanic cult, the National Hispanic Cultural Center at the time, shared lo- logistically her process of how she does that. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. That's not that hard. But we wouldn't have had that opportunity if she didn't share that best practice 
So I think there's a lot of potential that's sustainable, not just we're going to do it this way this year. And hopefully we get to go back to normal next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I look forward to the new normal. I yeah. Not all businesses are going to survive as well, but I, I'm, I think for a, um, for our planet, I think it's going to bring good things. Yeah. That part has really been, I think <laughs> all the climate change deniers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to do that now when you're <laughs> just like, it was always hard to do it. It just, I don't know. Well, that I know, but you look at like, you know, the LA skyline without yeah. all the, the traffic, like two months ago to now and you go, really? Yeah. You don't get that, that, that we're causing the issue. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think we've still we'll still find ways to um avoid facts and science and information if that's oh, what we really yeah. want to do. But I, it has been remarkable to see how quickly things have that's what I didn't expect was mm-hmm. how quickly waters would clear and skies would clear. That gives me hope because it got to a point where I thought I don't know that there's anything we can do now. Mm-hmm. And clearly there is and we can see more of an immediate impact, which Americans love. Like, right. you know, I, oh, I yeah. worked out for two days. I didn't lose any weight. This is crazy. But... <laughs> right. Yeah. Immediate, immediate gratification. Yeah. Immediate gratification. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've kind of already answered our third essential question, but um, <laughs> you'll be able to expand on it. So what, is, what do things look like for you moving forward now, Candace, on the other side of this situation? Well, it's been interesting. Our, our company can function very well remote. We already had laptops. Um, we already had very different schedules um, between our newsroom and our sales team and our design team and our events team. So the rhythm didn't change that much for us nice. as a group. Um, what has been kind of nice to see is some people, are thriving working from home. It really suits them. They love it and their productivity is better and their mental health is better. Um, And then there's others of us who it's the opposite. They need that socialization. And then there's those of us like me who are in the middle. And our company, American City Business Journals, which owns Albuquerque Business First, just announced that we will be able to work from home if we want through Labor Day. And the purpose of that was people who are concerned about their health, their safety, but also childcare. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate our company recognizing that that is up in the air for a lot of parents right now. It's mm-hmm. very scary. There's nothing scarier than thinking I'm going to have to decide between my child's safety or whether or not I can feed that child um, because I may lose my job if I can't go into work. So I really appreciate that flexibility. And that in particular concerns me for women, um, companies that are not, or or jobs that are not able to be done from home and kids that don't have access to childcare. If there are parents who have to decide which of them gives up their job, I'm really worried about women taking a huge step back and being kind of forced or pushed or coerced into, well, you should give up your job and the husband will continue to work or the father will continue to work. Um, I really, really hope that we're at a place in our society where God forbid, if a parent has to give up a job to take care of kids, it is a conversation equally among both partners 
matters between who gives that up, not an assumption that the mother will automatically be the one to do that. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I agree. So we will continue to probably see a hybrid model through the summer of some of our staff working from the office, um, some of us working from home. I'm not in a big hurry to go into the office and have conversations in masks mm -hmm. um, and take people's temperatures. I'm, I'm functional on Zoom where I can see their full face. Maybe my staff is smirking at me when I say something. I'd like to know that. I want to see their mouths. Um, but I think we will continue to look for more digital options for advertising and marketing. Our readership has soared in print and digital, which has been surprising to some. Um, but a lot of folks in New Mexico get their subscriptions at home anyway, because they read us on their weekends. So that was a, a pleasant um, benefit for us when offices closed. So I think we'll see a lot more digital readership, digital advertising, um, which is all good. That's ways people can measure the return on their investment. You know, Pam, you can measure it. You can see where it's going, um, who's reading. It's just really good information that you get back. Yeah. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it, again, it, it tends to feed that immediate gratification when you can yeah. see those results, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like we know um, our, our reporters will write a story and once it publishes on albuquerquebusinessfirst.com, they can go in and watch the page view. So they can see, oh man, this was a dud. People didn't want to read about this today or they, didn't, they don't care so much about this industry right now. Um, we learned anything to do with PPP loans and information. Oh yeah, skyrocket, right? Sky, the more we can give our readers right now, the better because they're voracious consumers of information anyway, especially mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, and I really love how open our community has been with each other. I, if I reach out to a business leader and say, how's it going? I'm getting honest answers. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just so helpful for all of us to help each other through this. Well, that was kind of the point of, of this, the, of three questions. Pam's, this is Pam's brainchild, which I like, whatever you want to do, I'm in. Just sign me up. Um, but yeah, we're seeing the same thing. So when we ask these questions of all these business owners, we're getting really great answers really, and honest answers. I mean, we've been in tears. We've had you know, laughing fits. It's been all over the board, but it's been honest and real. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah. Gives me goosebumps. Just, just, I mean, I know, right. I mean, Oh, Matt DeGregory made me cry, yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's, that's what it's real and it's what's going on and it's how people are facing it. And, and, Again, I'm loving that that people are coming at they're they're not the ones that we have spoken to so far, they're not giving up. They're yeah. not closing their doors forever. They're not saying, Okay, I guess I'm gonna, you know, plant my flowers right here next to this wall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're, they're they're moving forward, moving on, and and that's what we want to capture the ideas of how to do that. Yeah. And adapting. They're figuring out ways yep. to adapt to the new normal and be successful. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's no question we will lose businesses. We've already lost some in Albuquerque and Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. um, someone told me, and I thought this was really interesting. 
and I hope people don't think it's flippant to say this, but someone said COVID will affect businesses in much the same way that it affects humans. If you had an underlying condition, it will be more fatal than if you did mm, not. Yeah. And I really think about that. If you were already struggling, if you didn't have a strong culture, if you hadn't innovated, if you're not a culture conducive to innovation, it's going to be so much harder to get through this. Right. Granted, there are businesses through no fault of their own, just like there are people who are perfectly healthy, who succumbed to this disease. And that will happen with businesses, mm -hmm. especially um, event-related businesses, restaurants, um, tourism-related businesses. Mm -hmm. um, that worries me a lot that some of them are just spectacular companies that can't go without revenue for three months. Right. Oh, so I'm part of yeah. New Mexico True um, and to the marketing people. And yeah, it's been a, oh God, it just obliterated. This is the time where we're getting together the monies to, for the new budget to get uh, to all of these places. And so I have to say though, that other things are, other people are stepping in to help. Like Google has stepped in and said, okay, well, we're going to double your, there's a two for one instead of a one-to-one -one match. Now there's a two for one match for your dollars in the Google DMO and things like that. So they're, again, it's that innovation. It's like, and reaching out a hand. We know that this is going to be for all the tourist population, all the spots in New Mexico. And we have a lot of them because we were just talking about this last night, watching a movie going, hey, oh, well, that's New Mexico. And that's New Mexico. <laughs> that's New Mexico. Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't realize any of that was shot in New Mexico and I refused to watch that with my son. Now I feel guilty. Oh my God. If you're a Jim Carrey fan, you I, was like, I, go can't watch do, it. I can't do another stupid Jim Carrey movie. I'm really sorry, but oh was it my God, he's brilliant. I have watched it. I, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. The rubber band man just kills me. I love, I love Jim Carrey, okay. but, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it's, I, I'm liking the huge corporations also stepping in and going, yep, we know you're hit. Here's how we're going to help. Yeah. Right. That's a good thing too. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Yeah. I was just going to say, I am hopeful that New Mexico will fare better than other places in a tourism rebound because of how spread out we yes. are. How we're outdoors. Yes. I, I'm dying to get out of the house. I'm I, we missed two vacations we had planned for this year and probably will cancel our third trip um, to Florida to see my 90 year old grandparents. I don't see that happening anytime this summer safely. Um, but I would love to, like, can we go, I say camping, but I don't really want to go camping, but can we go somewhere outside an Airbnb cabin environment in New Mexico and grill and cook outside and, just see different scenery than, than our house. That's what yeah. I'm dying to do. No, I think you're full. I think you're, you're very right. New Mexico is more renowned for our external vacation spots than internal. So hopefully, yeah, you're right. We, we will see a, hopefully a quicker rebound because of that. You know, we don't have to sanitize, you know, the Pecos mountains. <laughs> exactly. yeah. So and you don't have to wait in two hour lines to go get on them. And, you know, right. it's great. We, sh right. we should all do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today, Kim. This has been a true pleasure having you. Yeah.
My pleasure. Thank you so much. And thanks for doing this. It helps to keep everyone connected and positive. Absolutely. We'll certainly tag you um, and share the video with you once either late today or tomorrow sometime. We'll have it posted. And um, please join us next week where our guest is Roberto Apicciafoco. He is the producer of the Way Out West Film Festival, Albuquerque or New Mexico's uh, largest LGBT film festival. So again, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Candace, for being our guest. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing. A night out with the fellas. With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards.